Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... Space Opera! Space! Space! <laughs> We're going to the one place not yet corrupted by capitalism. Space! Space! Joining us in this space that's not been corrupted by well, capitalism. No, it's going to have to have been corrupted by capitalism for a new space opera. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but plus you have a Patreon. <laughs> yeah, so... that's true. Very... Well, you might just think of that as more communal aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's charity. Not... <laughs> it's, it's a charity organisation. When we set it up, I was like, no, it's being corrupted by capitalism. We're little goblins. He's just throwing, throwing a bit of money at us down, uh, down the bottom of the mine. So joining us for this foray into the vast unknown spaces of space opera, Stuart Dunlop. Yes, it is great to be here on your podcast. Yes, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, no, great to be back. Really, really excited. Do, um, do you enjoy space operas? Uh, yeah, I I enjoy bits and pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, I I weave in and out of the genre. Let's put it that way. Okay. Uh, that's, a, that's a that's a very nice way of saying I've got a four hour video that says why. <laughs> Uh, the last Jedi, Jedi ruined Star Wars. Yeah, oh, yeah. you saw my video. Yeah, uh, where I I blamed it on Ryan Johnson. Uh, yeah. Left eye. Yeah, his left eye. Yeah, we, specifically. We all saw it. We couldn't get away. It was on our YouTube front page for some reason. Space operas. Space. So, Stuart, Stu, you mentioned before the show you're not a big fan of Star Wars. Uh, oh, I didn't realise that was a space opera. No, yeah. um, <laughs> no. Um, I, I, I was saying this before the podcast, and I'll just say it on for the record. Um, I have, I've watched all the way up to the Force Awakens, yeah. and it was not the Force Awakens that stopped me watching. It was basically having too much like going on. Yeah. I had no free time. Better things happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> better things trust, happening. Trust, trust <laughs> us. Better th- like it's 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 Fair better enough. to get off the train. <laughs> Than... Force Awakens is a nice satisfying end with a nice cafe and a nice yeah. before you get to the slums. Like Just, yeah. you can I mean you could go one step you could go one stop further, but why risk it? Yeah. There we go. But I, I I realized that like after having rewatched a few of them and, and uh having watched one to seven, I huh. I then sort of came to the strange realization that my interest and my my opinions of those films were basically the Metacritic scores for each film. <laughs> I am basically the average person, <laughs> is what I have learned. Welcome I... to the show, the average person. <laughs> oh, yes, brilliant. Exactly. Well, can we get? Can we do like you're just a one man focus group? <laughs> Pretty much. I, th- that's what. That's what they need. They don't need to that's... obsess over all the fanboys and all the the people, the diehards. Just get me in a room and yep, tell me, did be... you like it? I'll I'll give you an honest opinion. If you're listening, Disney, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I am happy to do that for a modest fee because capitalism I just love the sort of men who stare at goats energy of Disney having a department which is completely attributed to the study of one man who just so happens to like movies exactly as much as the Metacritic score and instead of making decisions based on all this marketing stuff they've just decided that like 
psychic ex- being psychic is real the collective conscious is real subconscious is real uh, you just so happen to be the middle of it we're just gonna it's just gonna be the Stuart brand of uh, of uh, Disney it's the arc of Disney they, where I make everything according to Stuart now they just they just keep me in a facility they've just got me on like with a big headset with yeah. like tubes yeah. coming out of it that are just reading my my serotonin and my yeah. other chemicals and they, they're just keeping me there and just what it that's basically like uh, a sort of bizarre variant on mystery science theater 3000 that that is yeah. basically it you know we found him the metacritic i just i just <laughs> that's, your that's your super villain name <laughs> i determine what films get made yeah <laughs> the, the weird stuart focus group <laughs> so it's a good thing you're here yes yes because we're going to be pitching movies yep. based and then on... i can determine their quality yes yeah. based on titles people have given us on the social media so if you go to facebook.com forward slash life's pitch podcast or twitter at life's a pitch show uh, and patreon.com forward slash lives of itch podcast as well more about that at the end of the show um and yeah on fridays we ask for different genres this week it was space opera next week it could be sports fantasy movie movies that f- prominently feature beans yeah yeah could be that <laughs> Yeah. Could be that. Without further ado, shall we just get on with it? Shall we just pitch some space operas? Let's do it. So from Reese Howell, we've got Have Rocket, Will Travel. Okay. Nice. This is like a space trucker thing. Mm. Well, it feels a bit more like a sort of, uh, you know, Have Love, Will Travel. It, it means it's, it's like, you know, a personal ad, isn't it? Oh. It's like, you know, um, I'm looking for something, mm. right? Whether it's love. Uh, a mini fridge, Coca-Cola mini fridge. Yeah. Um, a, a bunch of uh, plants. Mm. Have have car will yeah. travel. I can okay. go and pick up the thing. Yeah, yeah. It, could it be like you know, just like an odd jobs man, like an like a um, you know, like just a, a general blue collar worker in space. It's just yeah. like you get me to move. Um, if you're moving to another part of the solar system yeah i've got me van yes like yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically yeah i've got me space van like yeah. fits good storage good storage in there you know man like, with a van i can so move a, i can i can move a couch a pretty a damn well yeah. you know he's a white rocket man white rocket man yeah yeah there we go yeah <laughs> so uh burning out my fuse up here who do, who do we uh, who do we know <laughs> that sort of like hires out their rockets to to like astronauts and Jeffrey oh. Bezos bring me a dream close I was thinking of another guy oh right oh well I usually play by Tommy Wiseau yeah yeah, ah, yeah. Right. hi it's me Elon <laughs> the man with the rocket I have rockets will travel <laughs> I Wanna... don't mind taking whatever you got to wherever it's going come oh. ride with me come ride with me I have football get in my rocket I want to go to Mars and never come back it's, uh, it's gonna... I am living the Martian dream out here <laughs> it's autopilot so we could end up anywhere we... <laughs> we have to have Greg Sestero in it as well though like we have to have the Mar- <laughs> just, he's just there he's, 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 he's just he's just the guy that travels he's just like a yeah. a, a, a drifter that, that, he's the best that, friend yeah he's the best friend who's just yeah. drifted and he's just like I'll I'll join you guys yeah why not you know <laughs> Yeah, I've got nothing better to do. I'm yeah. smoking weed, just <laughs> hotboxing this 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 rocket. Yeah, <laughs> and I think like 
to make it a bit space operary, you know, um, I, I think it's got this. I think this movie has a big, big crazy taxi energy. Yeah. Ooh. You know, kind oh. of you're in the back. Yeah. And you've got no control over what this um, <laughs> lunatic, peculiar man. <laughs> we have we have footage of him just like he, as he's, it's just maniacal driving, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like bouncing off comets and stuff no. like that. We just have constant shots, like flat, almost Wes Andersony shots of like the, <laughs> the back of the truck and like guests being there, and then and them just the being moon? like them just being <laughs> erratically bounced up and down the rocket, like the gravity system isn't working properly. <laughs> It makes it more fun. <laughs> no, I wanted to go to the spaceport on Gorgon One. You said that's where we were going. <laughs> I take scenic route. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah, this is fun, right? I'm the captain. <laughs> go throw football around. <laughs> I wonder what the sun feels like. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the, there's the whole bit where he's driving towards the sun, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like Baby's Day Out, but you're strapped in the back of the baby. <laughs> the baby. Like, um, a giant space baby. Yeah. I wonder what the sun feels like. So there's a bit, there's a, probably about a third of the movie where Tommy Wiseau is just could, driving toward the sun. Could, yeah. could part of the plot be that he is trying to, to do this like erratic element of his job and somehow ends up in some kind of like literal Star Wars war. Yeah. And yeah. he's just bound, mm. he's, ha- he's, he's causing it. Oh yeah, he's inadvertently he's inadvertently causing it, yeah. like um, and and is completely oblivious for the bulk of the film. Yeah, like and and maybe the Greg Sestero <laughs> character. <laughs> I think there's a mutiny on this ship. <laughs> there's well, a mutiny I mean, there's going to be eventually. For it sure. turns into a kind of weird alien movie. Wait, does he have a crew? Is that what we're saying? Yeah, he's, he's well, like he's got like passengers. Yeah, oh, okay. Greg Sestero is like his first his, mate, his first, but he's yeah. he's just he's got loads of passengers, and they're just like, what the fuck is this? Well, we're gonna have we some need, mutiny. We need to get out of here. <laughs> He gets into the vents, and then it's just sort of like, like, oh my god, he's going to kill us. Yeah, the, the exactly. First, the first thing that's happening. What the is, hug? Right, he's he's driving towards this sun because he just yeah. wants to know what it feels like. It looks good, right? <laughs> okay, um, looks bright. And so he's driving towards it. Alongside pulls up another ship. Yeah. It's like warning, you know, you shouldn't come this way. <laughs> There's a big peace summit. Yeah. Right between the Gargax- Gargaxians mm-hmm. and uh, the Shimbaloi, right? <laughs> the Shimbaloi are little creatures that will just pull you down, like they'll hide in the vents, very uh, xenomorphy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pull you down. They're, they're sentient, and they, they can. You know, that's fly what their planes. entire society is based on: pulling hiding in down. vents and pulling. Pulling stuff you up. down. Yeah. Like, and, and they're like. Ah! Pulling, below, right? pulling things down, you know. Yeah. They're hired. They're hired by. Uh, they're hired by variety entertainers to to remove trousers as part of gag. <laughs> the Gargaxians, they um, pull up alongside and they say, "You shouldn't come this way. It's a peace summit." Right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Tommy Wiseau's like, "I can't understand what you're saying." They haven't. He hasn't turned on any like. <laughs> Uh, speaking of hailing equipment, yeah. right? He's like, I can't understand what you're saying. I, I'll wind the window down, and he starts. <laughs> he's down. got a window winder. At which point, at which point <laughs> he's got it built in. At which point, the whole rest of the passengers <laughs> grab him from yeah, from yeah. behind the window, right? And then the Garga- Garga- the Gargaxians, right, think shit. They've been got by the Shimbaloi. They've been they're, they're always yeah, yeah. pulling people oh, down. Uh. <laughs> On battle stations, and then they just like they just he just starts the war again. Yeah, yeah. As this spaceship <laughs> flies through a war zone, yeah. 
just all the ships. So like yeah. it goes pat like di- entirely perfectly equidistant from both of their planets. Yeah. Yeah. And then as he's just passing by, you just see these two battle fleets just just start rising through the atmosphere <laughs> and just appearing out and they're like in hot pursuit because they're like they they like they think the other one they think the other one is causing yeah. the, the the rocket is like a sabotage yeah. or something like the other mm. one is the Shimbaloy are doing this no the yeah. Gargaxians are doing this exactly. and it's all on that one rocket we've got yeah. it so it becomes a chase sequence yep. it becomes him trying to get like on the sun and and the the, the passengers trying to stop him and then the entire fleet of two alien races <laughs> chasing them yeah. to try and neutralize them uh, and and destroy them in that way as well <laughs> and so then they're like but why are we here <laughs> Elon, you've got to. We're stopping you. We're physically going to make sure that we can drive to where we were going to go. You know what what this... do you say? I'm checking my social media. Yeah. <laughs> you know how I think this film should end? I think it should end exactly like The Room ends. Yeah. With, okay. with Tommy Wiseau going, oh, I'm sick of this world, and then going I... up to his room and shooting himself. No, just an extended sequence of just like like destroying really weakly destroying different bits of yeah. like the spaceship. Like, <laughs> like just command mod, like. You're like like knocking joysticks off and yeah. stuff like that, like command, like really poorly made, like a sci-fi set from like a '50s show. Just like all these like bits of bits of computer actually just picks it up and just goes ah, throws it on the ground and does that for like that's ten minutes to the end of the film. Yeah. <laughs> Is uh, that how the room ends? Yeah, it ends with him like I think I think he puts the gun in his mouth and then it cuts to black and then there's a gunshot. Yeah, you see, you see a little bit of, you see a little bit of blood splatter, but that's it. I think yeah. So, yeah, but it's like it, but prior to that, it's ten minutes of him having a breakdown, which is him just idly and le- like re- in a very like it's the most relaxed mental breakdown you will ever <laughs> see on cinema. Yeah. It is, it is, yeah, it is essentially him just aimlessly wandering around the room, his way through a breakdown, picking, picking a glass and just going ah. That's the exact energy I want for the end of yeah. this movie. I like, just wanted to see the sun. Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm sick of this world. I'm fed <laughs> up with this galaxy. <laughs> I'm turning on the air con. <laughs> <laughs> there is no air out there. They all just get <laughs> extruded. Just the, yeah. They all just got pulled out through the uh, <laughs> Spaghetti. They get they get blown out through the air vents. Yeah. All of them. Cuts of cuts of credits. <laughs> yeah. As, go. as pieces of viscera float oh, past God. outside the window <laughs> and the Gargaxians and the ship are starting to pull up alongside the, the ship. <laughs> Have rocket will travel. <laughs> they had that and did that. Yeah, that yeah is, they did that, that. That is a comedy worthy of the blackest depths of space. <laughs> Brief met with that title. <laughs> <laughs> they had that, they did that. One yeah. more <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? They had... <laughs> That was the title we were given. That's what we did. What do you want? What more do you want? Good movie? No. <laughs> didn't put good movie in the title. You didn't want to tell me why so? You should have said. All right. So from James Cannon, we've got a sacrifice for the entity. Ooh. A sacrifice for the This doesn't feel very space opera. Yeah, you know, like it feels you know, a bit cosmic horror. Yeah, kind of cosmic horror, or like at least like that kind of uh, encounters, right? Like it's yeah. like we don't, or we are, we don't know the entity. You know, the big uh, thing, like the, the the unknown creature that looms above us with could, no kind of 
Could you make that like a an actual like uh, the space opera element that like the entity is something that multiple different uh, like races or civilizations oh, like, like a, look to? What is it like a uh, the foundation or something? Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Mm. So everyone's giving. So everyone is trying to decide what their sacrifice is going to be. Or they're yeah. all wanting to make the best sacrifice. Like, mm. all the different races want to be win the favour of the entity with a sacrifice. Okay, so mm. newly established um, coalition, we'll call them um, kind of... Uh, uh, <laughs> what word hasn't been used? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Of planets, like, they know each other. That's yeah. it. Yeah. They've all yeah. made contact. Mm-hmm. It turned out there was a... The reason that we weren't getting any information back... Yeah. Um... Uh, from any of the planets nearby, any yeah. any kind of conversation. I don't mean like in our solar system, but I mean like in the nearby um, systems. Yeah. Systems. I think Was, this. I think this. Um, this sort of federation, you should say. Yeah. I think they've called themselves. Listen, we all just get along. <laughs> yeah. We get along yeah. okay, ish. Yeah, yeah. Right? We I get. A, we the all get along. Go, yeah. <laughs> the Wajgo, as they refer to yeah. it. Um, but point being that we couldn't talk to each other um, for a bit. Because there was like a, a, a cosmic storm of some kind in the galaxy. Yeah, this is all and, part of their name. Uh, yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> and a really now, long name. Now we can talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. And now we call each other friends, but it's kind of like we've realized that we yeah. can colonize other planets pretty well. Yeah. And we're getting in each other's way. That's the end of the name of the Federation. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, like I love how in the book version of this, every time, every time it's written exactly like hey, that. Hey, if you're getting paid per word, yeah. Um, and this were. book, this is like one of those like really, really thick space opera novels. Yeah. You see it like the most of it. stoppers. Yeah. <laughs> most of it's just the name of this federation this allegory. Is, this is if Thomas Pynchon made a space <laughs> opera, basically. Anyway, point being, the happening is that um, this creature, it's like a giant jellyfish thing, mm. right, appears at the centre of, the, the centre point of all those planets. Yeah. And everyone on every single planet hears the word sacrifice. Oh. Oh, is it like a kind of arrival thing where it's like, this is how we interpret this? Yeah, yeah. And mm. it's... It's communicating. It, it's communicating, and and what everyone hears is in their language or whatever whatever way they communicate. They mm. they hear something to do with sacrifice. Yeah, like they get bits and pieces of this drone or this kind of noise, and the thing that they can pick out is that word. Yeah, at and least in their what their interpretation of that. And the first person to come from every every world mm. to go and try and make contact with it mm. is made immortal. Like they just get they get they get like superpowers. They're immortal. This has so, weird like. No. Have you ever read Hyperion? Like no. it's got. This is almost the plot of Hyperion. No, 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 no. Do you know what this is? This is this is just a Lovecraftian version of it's a mad, 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 mad world. <laughs> <laughs> just all of them in rocket ships, just all chasing each other to try and get to the entity yeah. first. <laughs> well, uh, no, they. It's it's not. The first one. How do we know they're becoming more? That makes it right. 
because because <laughs> their <laughs> ship as it gets close to it yeah, yeah. their ships all they all come together because again they're, they're respecting the peace treaty sort yeah, of thing yeah. they all close in mm. and every one person from every single one of those flights yeah. is made immortal the rest of the ships detonate or, oh, or right, okay. are they like that could be a that could be an interpretation that could well, be they're like floating a floating in a, space. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but, but are they? But are they, are they those people? Are they or are they oh, some kind uh, of facts like simulacrum? Okay, like, yeah, yeah. And that can be interpreted. They think that's what's happening, mm-hmm. and then it becomes almost like a demagoguery thing where they've yeah. just found a new god. Yeah. And everyone's arguing over the one god. And I think that's the that's the crux of this, right? Yeah. Is that um, every planet is like interpreting this as this is what's being offered to us mm. if we give sacrifice good enough mm. they will make the rest of us immortal mm. um and yeah there's a whole thing of every each one of those people kind of goes back to their home planets and is the superman of that planet right yeah, yeah. they can they are the perfect version they solve a bunch of stuff they can punch a meteor in half like uh, and yet, are they them? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they're basically pod people. Yeah. They're basically yeah. like these super like man plus pod people. Yeah. So, um, so Chris Pine does not like this one bit. <laughs> He's ready to kick this super jellyfish in the yeah, shins. Yeah, he is. He is like a hillbilly raised on a ranch. He just like I hate these these pod people. Yes, because because what we're gonna do is we're gonna do like the first 15, 20 minutes yeah. is this Valerian opening. Like, forget the rest of Valerian. The opening's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and like it's it's the start of All this these... like very high-minded thing. Yeah, yeah. And then we cut down to Chris Pine like. <laughs> I'm drinking out of a jar and I don't like jellyfish. (laughs) They stole me once when I went to the beach. Never went to the beach again. (laughs) Ain't that right? Zachary Quinto's character. (laughs) You're damn right. (laughs) (laughs) Dungarees on. All he does is go, you're damn right. His, I don't his... need no space jellyfish telling me how to raise my farm. <laughs> that's why I married you. <laughs> love you too, honey. I love these hillbillies. <laughs> you never know what they're going to do next. You get behind them, ain't you? Yeah, yeah. Are they really getting behind these hillbillies? They, are they just kind of like, like the running commentary of the film? Because I, I like the idea of it being these these hardened stone diplomats. Like, these, they, like we do like a proper arrival thing where it's like the... Um, like all of these different representatives all trying to i guess manipulate each other into mm. doing doing to getting an advantage yeah. to get to the thing and and maybe their sacrifice is this and you know trying to like break down the peace tree and then we just have the hillbillies as kind of like That's the not what i had in my mind the average <laughs> well I we're, think not, I can... we're not casting chris pine of I... all people just to be a side character i think oh, we can I blend see. these two ideas yeah i think i think Whoever was made just so happened it was made into this um, uh, super superhuman mm. uh, from from Earth mm. happened to be a very like washy liberal like everyone should have their chance yeah. thing right so if people are willing to they, if they think they have the sacrifice yeah then um, who's playing the the superhuman of uh, Chris Pine. No, it's not Chris Pine. Um, 
That's really like the D&D pulling, movie. I pulling think. Yeah, pulling an Alec Guinness. He's just playing yeah. all the roles. Um, oh, who could um, play? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm the superhero. I'm, I'm pretty. I've got my, my politics are pretty like liberal, but like in American liberal way, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone has the chance. They're they're all equal to 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 try and give this sacrifice, mm. and so he's taken uh, award-winning scientists and mm. writers and all that sort of thing who take their entire work, their life's work, mm. to this creature, mm. and it melts before their eyes and they forget what it was yeah right like uh, and, and that sacrifice is taken nothing happens the person dies in space yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, the sacrifice wasn't great enough and therefore nothing oh. happens everyone's trying everyone's bringing half of their world's knowledge mm. to sacrifice just for the chance to be uh, to be like this superhuman yeah and these and Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto are like I mean, they, they're going to take it up on it, but the sacrifice is like a lot of dynamite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. they just don't like this jellyfish no, no. at all. I hate jellyfish. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to... Get me my rocket. <laughs> I, I can't... St- I'm going to go over there and get it out of this cosmos. <laughs> going to clear it up myself. Government won't do it. When I got to do it myself. When I stepped out on the porch this morning... I didn't expect to see a giant jellyfish in the sky. Open space. Get Open my, space. Get my space broom. I'm going to whack it. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to whack it away. So they could, with the help, with the help of Chris Pratt, they, they construct a space broom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a giant space broom. Because that's what you do when you chase off jellyfish. Should it, no, should it be a net then or something? <laughs> what net? Would, yeah. A giant space giant net. giant space net. Going to put it in a net and throw yeah. it back. Oh, that's, that's good because the, the, the net can therefore fold up, right? Mm. So we don't know what it is. It's a big ring and there's like, it's, it's as if they're offering something at the centre of this ring. And inside, like, it pulls out and it's this, and big, it's this net big net to try and, and capture like, the thing. Yeah, we got your present. We got your sacrifice there, big jellyfish. <laughs> It's imprisonment. <laughs> so, so a jellyfish is not an animal. It is a colony of microorganisms. Mm-hmm. Shooting it or hacking it to pieces will do nothing. <laughs> the pieces will remain alive and grow. The only way to kill it is to remove it from the water, dry it out on the beach, then douse it in gasoline and set it on fire. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how to no, kill a jellyfish. That's, I googled how to kill jellyfish. That's no. That's perfect though, because that's perfect though, because they end up destroying this god of all these civilizations yeah. by bringing it. Like they realize they bring it down to the to the atmosphere yeah, yeah. of their of their home planet, they put and it, it dries desert. out. Put yeah. it in the desert, and then they pour gasoline yeah. on it and set it on fire. <laughs> so we can have a big explosion at the end, yeah. like, and it shatters. One piece goes to every planet once they've blown it up. Mm. And, uh, so the entity was the sacrifice all along. Yeah, exactly. Ah, they, uh, <laughs> they got it right. Yeah. <laughs> The hillbillies got it right. Yep. Yeah, but, like, but at what cost? Yeah, yeah. But at what cost? At what cost? Like, well, at what cost? cost? Uh, explosion. We'll never get a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> can I? Can I also say? Um, I, 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 I had this uh, thought with that. That yeah, they, I love the idea of just all of the. We do cut back though to scenes of like you know real political diplomats etc. Yeah. bickering <laughs> yeah, yeah. about how do we sacrifice? How, what do we do? Like well, I yeah, feel like, like we, you, you've already given them our national anthem. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we've given them the we've given them the magnum opi of our greatest composers, <laughs> and it just incinerated them in a fiery inferno in the middle of space. We have sent twenty clones of Katy Perry to their death. <laughs> She well, was and and she was supposed to be undeniable. <laughs> <laughs> That's because we keep sending the clones. It wants sacrifice. <laughs> no one's seen Katy Perry for 30 years. We haven't given up Katy Perry, only her clones. <laughs> Katy Perry's in Las Vegas. She's doing fine. <laughs> we must send her her entire discography and every producer that's ever worked for her. You just want to get rid of Katy Perry. <laughs> We have talked about this. It is not diplomatically useful. <laughs> I just have a problem with modern music, quite frankly. I think we should send them all up. <laughs> what year is this? <laughs> 2025. All the... All the... Ra- all the civil, all the other planets also have. The, we just cut to other ones, just talking complete like nonsense of just like their own. Like you know, I don't like the music of Squingbog Migglebaggle. I think I think we should sing Migglebaggle up there and get incinerated too. And it's just basically all of them doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, everyone's doing the same thing. And I think that you know that opening I spoke of before. It does start with the distant future, twenty twenty five. <laughs> I just realised like, in that Katy Perry debate, someone comes in and goes, "What about Adele?" and then just immediately gets shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, uh... that's got to be Mel Brooks who says that. <laughs> he'd, yeah. he'd go for that. He'd yeah. go for getting shot in the face yeah. for this. All right. So from Samuel Newton, we've got Grossman through the keyhole of the space pod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lloyd Grossman. Through, let's see what's through the keyhole of the space pond. Now, Lloyd Grossman <laughs> was the presenter of the show Through the Keyhole. Sure was. Now, there's a, there's a lot to, to sort of explain here to, yeah. to the audience. Uh, Lloyd Grossman, um, I don't know if he was famous anywhere oh, but God. the UK. No. I, I, I don't see had, why not. He had, like, some tomato sauce. Did he pass he, the well, sauce? Well, no, he, was, he, he did. Mm. His thing was he did the... The Master Chef type stuff, yeah. yeah, right. He used to do in like the seventies and eighties, um, like high cuisine programs, yeah. You know, uh, you know, close ups of food and all that kind of thing. And then he, I guess, was like also the lifestyles of the rich and the famous. Yeah, uh, spoke a lot like that. So through the keyhole was a show where they show like. A cameraman would go around a celebrity's house, mm-hmm. and you had to kind. The contestants had to guess who the house was. Yeah, like based on what what was in the house. Yes, that was the that was the whole thing. The only full episode I've ever seen was the one where he goes around Jimmy Savile's house. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Uh, and you didn't uh, need to watch anymore. <laughs> Some um, exquisite, I- uh, an eclectic collection. Of Yorkshire Brass Band uh, <laughs> memorabilia, uh, Yorkshire Brass Band records, as well as a water band. This one goes in yeah. as the shortest episode of Through the Keyhole. <laughs> and Jimmy Savile. Jimmy Savile. <laughs> we didn't need to see the rest of the rooms. Uh, <laughs> a secret passage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the um, 
anyway, so uh, like, yeah, that's the that, that explanation. It's, it's, it's a TV Grossman. show, new on Disney Plus. Mm. Grossman. Grossman. <laughs> that's what they, that's what it's yeah, called. Yeah. Through Grossman. The, through, through the, the keyhole key of the space pod. Of the, of the space, space pod. pod. Which I think I think it like okay here's here's an idea right it is the 1980s Ah. early 90s right a pod has crash landed somewhere in Britain right and the only person they they realize that they've done some tests yeah they realize that the only chance that they're gonna get to see whatever's in it's like it's like Schrodinger's um, (laughs) box right where. If they open this thing up, whatever's inside is going to degrade into mush. So in order to see what's inside, they only have a split second to literally look through a keyhole and send a very quick drone. Yeah, yeah. But they can't broadcast that footage because, again, if you observe it too much, it will turn into mush. So the only way they have, they call the only man they can, Lloyd Grossman. He gets a call at like (laughs) two in the morning or something like, oh, like, hello, hello. (laughs) I've got a recording at seven in the morning for the next episode of Through the Keyhole. It's like, um, what is it? He's he's cooking pasta (laughs) when he he gets the call. It's 3 a.m. and he's can't sleep because he's been I'm working perfecting late. my bolognese. <laughs> he's been working late on a pasta sauce recipe. <laughs> he's got a deadline for his cookery book tomorrow, and he's like, he's working late into the night to perfect it when he gets the call to come down to the space park. Mr. Grossman? <laughs> Mr. Like, Grossman, the Prime Minister is looking for a keyhole expert. So it's like, it's we like the, found him. the thing that happens <laughs> in Independence Day where not in the first like 20 minutes of Independence Day not one person is not woken up by a by a phone call yeah. <laughs> but Lloyd Grossman was not yeah. sleeping he was not sleeping he was finishing his pasta sauce recipe yeah yeah <laughs> so it's Weirdly, it's got sort of arrival vibes. Yeah, yeah, like, sure. He's, he's driven out to this cordoned <laughs> off area in the middle of a field. He's he's get put like he gets put into like virtual reality goggles. Yeah, yeah. And because he can't broadcast the footage, he's the only one who gets to see it, and he has to describe what he sees in the inside. But if we if we turn it again into a, a bit of a space opery thing, could that be some kind of communication kind of thing? Yeah. Like like the, yeah. the whatever's in the pod, the, the this other group of racers are yeah. all kind of know. like surveying like they're watching us in a way. And it becomes I, like a through the keyhole TV show for them as well. Like they're looking through their through the pod. What species on lives on a planet like, like this? this? Yeah, because because he becomes the keyhole. Yeah. Right? So like he is. He becomes the, by by beaming this by beaming this sight into his eyes. Yeah. Um, yes, what's inside becomes... does disintegrate. Yeah. They're all he what... becomes a link, a transdimensional yeah. link. All the planets. all the races are watching Earth through him. His eyes, like... and he's like the who? What kind of species lives on a planet like this? Strange green tentacles grow from the ground, are reaching ever upward towards rocks that seem to cascade in, gro- in, in, in like diamonds flying so, through the sky. But but he's like he's saying this, yeah. but it's basically what's being said on the various various yeah. versions of through the keyhole from yeah. the various species. But he's like like the sort of central broadcasting system. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's just standing in the middle of... <laughs> he's just standing in the middle of, like, an MI6 room, mm. just 
blurting yeah. out all of this and they're like, what the hell is he talking not, about? I've not What's... seen much from Lloyd Grossman recently. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that, exactly that might explain it. it. Yeah, yeah. Is it because he's the keyhole between dimensions? Yeah, yeah. Huge, terrifying monoliths of impossible complexity. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I I did have an ending to this. This is a this has got cosmic horror in it. Yeah, yeah. somewhere. Yeah. I did have an ending to this, but I do I, I think that the Lloyd Grossman uh becomes trans like a transdimensional yeah. like conduit for communication. Well they it's huge, probably the best this could have ended a up. A huge with. desert landscape appears <laughs> before us. <laughs> Inside of the one remaining citadel is a small individual spinning on an axis. <laughs> they and whatever's behind whatever's behind sending this out likes Lloyd Grossman as a form. Right? And so what happens is in the end there's a lot of like internal politicking yeah. between all the different races, but whatever the center Whatever has sent this out in the, in the original, like, uh, 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 whatever made the space pod mm. and actually sent it out is this thing of, like, huge basalt monoliths and, like, mm. you know, all this kind of, like, terrifying cosmic horror. Mm. And it's out of all of the races. Yeah, yeah. It chooses Lloyd Grossman's form and overwrites them. Yeah. The form of Lloyd Grossman starts, everything on those planets starts turning into Lloyd Grossman. <laughs> It's like, and I mean uh, everything. Yeah, the yeah. sea is Lloyd Grossman, <laughs> and they all and they all narrate this. I am a large mass of oceanic water. It's, it's like it's like one of those people that you know how they how some people edited uh, the rain in Minecraft to have the face of Nicholas Cage. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it just rains Nicholas Cage face. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's very much like that. Like there's a big canyon and mm. it's just his open mouth yeah you know it's oh. <laughs> and then <laughs> but then it just pans out and then just we just zoom on a load of planets that are just lloyd grossman's head yeah, yeah. and it's like the moon from the mighty boosh just yeah. said it just like i am a celestial body <laughs> what's going on in that celestial body over there so my original ending yeah. right was he goes to this pod yeah and like does the they look around and yeah. stuff and he's like A collection of Yorkshire brass band records. (laughs) Jimmy Savile's house. Jimmy Savile's house. A waterbed. (laughs) And and the Ministry of Defence is like, it's Jimmy fucking Savile! (laughs) We don't care about the secret passage. (laughs) We thought it was aliens. This didn't come from space. This came from hell. (laughs) Hell's real. That's, what that's, we, that's how we discover <laughs> that hell is real. <laughs> Just a portal to hell thanks to Lloyd Crosman. So we've got two endings there. Yeah. One one where Lloyd Crosman becomes a conduit for celestial being. And, yeah. becomes, a, and becomes basically everything <laughs> in the universe. And two, and two, Lloyd Grossman is just Lloyd Grossman, but <laughs> hell exists. <laughs> and Jimmy Savile's space pod comes out of yeah. it. Yeah. Hell rejected Jimmy Savile. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Grossman threw the keyhole of the space pod. I, I also thought like oh God. it could be an episode. It could be like a series of, of through the keyhole, but for fictional space characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah who lives sure. in a space pod like this? Yeah, it yeah. could definitely be um, that. But would it be? We're good. It wouldn't be as good. <laughs> be no, it wouldn't be as good as as the 
fucking dreams we've just had. (laughs) (laughs) What dreams may come. Yes. So those were all of today's pitches. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that was exactly what you were expecting from from Space Opera um, movie pitches, right? Yeah. They're the definitive films for that genre. Yes. 100%. I think you can probably go away from this. If you didn't know what Space Opera is, you do now. As as <laughs> as the average person, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. can say that those were Space Operas. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Metacritic agrees. Yes. <laughs> so, I want to thank the Metacritic, Stuart Dunlop, for coming on the show. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be here. It's always wonderful to have you on. Uh, where can people find you if they uh, want to? Uh, so, uh, you can find what I do uh, comedically and writing-wise on Facebook and Instagram at Two Strangers Productions. We're currently mm. doing two different things. Uh, I am a writer and creator of a podcast, which is a surreal adventure series called Keo and Maxi's Adventures in Everything. Mm-hmm. Just look for Keo and Maxi on Spotify and SoundCloud and you'll probably find it. Uh, hopefully no one's plagiarized it. Um, but it is uh, it is very much, someone described it really nicely as, if Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy were in the world of Dr. Seuss. Um, and we released an episode a couple of weeks ago with my good friend Edward Roworth as a guest star. And uh, if you're in the Sheffield area, I also am a co-host on a live uh, surreal Lovecraftian game show minus the racism uh, <laughs> called uh, Forbidden Playroom, uh, which in basically is a strange game show in a pocket dimension of unspoken oh. horror. Um, it's it, a very fun time. Yes, and, and you have been quos- quoted on our posters because yes. I loved how you described <laughs> it, both of you. Um, um, but the next one is on the 27th of April. Uh, it is at Dina in the city centre of Sheffield um, and doors open at 7.30. But uh, yeah, just if you want to know more, Facebook and Instagram, Two Strangers Productions, TWO Strangers Productions, and you can find out more about those and hopefully other things that are coming our way. Oh. Go ch- check out and attend those yes <laughs> forbidden playroom is my jam it's so good real real fun time well when i was on it it was like mm-hmm. so much fun being on it it was so much better when i was on it It was so much better <laughs> so when much, i was there but also so good sat in the audience well, we have we, uh, i won't spoil but we do have a, a former guest of um life's a pitch ready for the next one ah. so i won't spoil who but we do have a former guest is um, it eden mw <laughs> is it is it aiden pine again <laughs> aiden, aiden, aiden pine is not a guest he's a prisoner of the yeah. show aiden pine is absolute chaos in that show it's great as he should be yes let's face it um uh, if you enjoyed the show uh, and you want to help us out, then you can please uh, tell your friends about it. Yeah. Uh, it is very helpful when you do that. You know it's helpful. Every podcast under the sun is asking um, you to tell your friends. Uh, many of those podcasts that you listen to are made by celebrities or people funded by media organisations. Mm. We're not. Um, we ain't got no money. No. Or any marketing or any connections anywhere. All we're doing is shouting into the void. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, I was I was on BBC Radio Sheffield recently, yeah. but they did not really give me much time to <laughs> shout Life's a Pitch podcast. They, ne- they never do. No. Even when we were on to talk about it, they, they never gave us <laughs> they, time. They didn't give us time to shout Life's a Pitch podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was... All they did was play our impression of Henry VIII that, that and, was... then, and then told us to leave. <laughs> 
Um, but if you, like the BBC, um, don't want to tell your friends about us, then... <laughs> they didn't. They no, didn't they... want it. That was true. <laughs> then you can go to patreon.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast, where you can give us a little bit of money each month to get bonus content or just help us out or just, you know, uh, throw money our way and keep the podcast going, keep the lights on, help us to afford good equipment and services that keep the podcast going. What we do in return for that is give you bonus pictures, yeah. give you a vote on the genre each week. Uh, if you hated the genre this week, then you too <laughs> can help prevent it in the future. <laughs> you you <laughs> too can prevent the genre being stupid. <laughs> yes, you too. Yeah. Um, Bono? Um, if you want to give money to us, please. Specifically you. But, well, where, um, where can we find you then? <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast. Right. Uh, and of course, every week we say thank you to all these wonderful people. That is Brandon Spanky Mills. Something normal. I get it. Last last month, last week, they were uh, saying they had to change their name to something normal for other... It was, it's a little joke. Alexa, do not invite the hosts of Life's a President into my home under any circumstances. <laughs> Jeremy Elkayam. Stephen D. Thomas. Blobba, lobba, labba, zabba, labba. We dropped the ball this month on Orcs Are Dorks, but we will be back in May. Old episodes at orcsardorks.podbean.com. Fingers to hands. Please send help. They have locked my family in the Life's a Pitch dungeon and they're making them mine for pitches. James Delaney, a groan in the on in the gully, a bellow in the beach, a prophecy beneath a field. Note to self, read the next one in an exaggerated sarcastic voice. We regret to announce that we are calling off the search for Maximilian Bisque and declaring him legally dead. Ah, thanks again to Chief Inspector. Inspector. They've changed one letter in that. <laughs> Good grief. Yeah. Brent Black, who was instrumental in not finding McBisque. Samurai trapped in the last external vodka, watching the next revolution until the end of the last mat. Joseph Hegarty. Pay no heed to the hazardous pods. The serial dragon and family. Life's a pitch is an anagram of pikel fetish. Pika is an abnormal craving to ingest substances such as clay, dirt or hair. My event horizon is now the perfect size. Nope. <laughs> I'm not reading this one. There are limits. Shame on you. Alex Keane. Matt and Tom's repeatedly burgled shed. We do have one. Uh, Hark, the Herald Angel Sing of the second Patreon account I created to join this stupid ARG. Episode 4 million million three. Yep. Episode 4 million and three of the Life's a a President podcast is out now. Tune in, please. We've been podcasting for centuries. <laughs> Zoe! Elbridge Jerry rumbled my podcast, The Piss Weasel. Tinny? Question mark. Listen to episode four, Me Lion, and three of the Life's of President podcast at tinyurl.com forward slash Life's President. Do it. Do it now. Add Bex, Chuck, Dextro, Amphetamines, Evan, Frida, Gary, Ingrid, John, Kay, Lars, Mel, Neil, Oprah, Paul, Quadruplicities, Randy, Pierre, you say J, I say FK. 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 
FK! FK! Thanks. That that has a twist, that last one. That it's last so one's good. A real twist. Because I good. read them out last week. Yep. And uh, yeah, had a lot of fun just reading them out in no inclination at all. <laughs> no, just no, a no. monotone voice the whole way through. <laughs> uh, I listen back to that now. Yeah. Because those have been deliberately chosen, I think, to trip me up. Yeah, yeah. Many of them have been deliberately made difficult to say. Yeah. <laughs> like tongue twisters at the end of the, of the episode. And speaking of difficult things to say... We end the show as we always do with the Yes Very Clever Award, which is the award we give out to someone who's just given us a title based around an existing title and just had a bit of fun with it. So it goes to Ross this week, Ross Originals. Yeah. Who's given us Turtle Recoil. (laughs) (laughs) Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtle Recoil. So until next week, I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Matt Turner. I'm Stuart Dunlop. And remember who pitched it. We're all Lloyd Grossman. Remember who pitched it.